This is Creepy and Geeky. Welcome to the Double Feature Podcast of Horror and More. I'm your host, Robert, and on today's episode, we're talking about Urban Legend and Valentine, two post-scream slashers directed by Jamie Blanks. Joining me today is Ashley Thomas. Ashley is the co-host of the podcasts We Are Starfleet and Podcast 616, as well as a contributing writer for Fangirlish and the Sci-Fi 5 podcast. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Hello, Robert. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. I've been on Podcast 616 uh, now three times. Uh, Has it which been three I think times? Is a, yeah, I got to wow. do the two specials and the newest. Uh, That's and, right. And, and, the, and for me, the most recent was uh, the uh, Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, it's awesome for me. Anytime I get to come on and you know stretch those comic book muscles is always fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I know you had uh, my co-host Hugh McStay on a couple weeks ago for the uh, yeah. Jason X show. Yeah. 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 yeah he's, been I, on I few, st- he's been on a couple times now. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten to see that far into the Friday the 13th <laughs> uh, series. So. Oh, you will be in for a treat uh, one way or the other. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'll be in for something, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. All uh, right. All right. So before we get into the uh, the the nitty gritty of the two movies uh, that we're going to be talking about, uh, I like to ask my guests, uh, what was your first horror movie? Ooh. so uh, my first horror movie, I was about 10 years old and uh, it was Christmas night and I was staying over at my aunt and uncle's house. Uh, Their daughter, my cousin, she and I are just two months apart. And so. On Christmas night, my uh, my sister and I were invited to stay over uh, for the night. And uh, my cousin, uh, she went and snagged a VHS tape that her dad, I think, had recorded off of TV. My uh, my dad, uh, or excuse me, my uncle, her dad, uh, was is a huge uh, sci-fi fan. Uh, he loves sci-fi. Uh, I think he likes a bit of horror. Like he, he def- he's definitely into like Hitchcock and Twilight Zone and all that. Uh, but the movie we watched that night was Psycho uh, mm. by Alfred Hitchcock. So that was my very first horror movie. I remember not thinking it that scary, but remember also thinking like, wow, that's actually that's that's a really neat twist, and it it stuck <laughs> with me. And uh, I, I, I think if you if you look at the things I really like in horror movies today, uh, you know, Psycho's fingerprints all, are all over them. Uh, I love uh, Monster in Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I love uh, cinematography. I'm really geeky about that. Uh, so, the, you know, it's it's definitely influenced like uh, my taste in films like, uh, you know, I have I have certain favorites, but they all share that characteristic of uh, monster and shadow uh, and and great cinematography. Um, So uh, I can definitely uh, thank uh, 
thanks psycho for that for sure <laughs> that's awesome that's a yeah. that's a good one to start with yeah uh, i am i'm a fan of uh hitchcock myself uh mm-hmm. um but my favorite is uh vertigo so. oh vertigo is awesome <laughs> yeah, i've only seen I it once vertigo. uh it was, oh, and it was yeah. just a few years ago but yeah great great film great film good yeah. choice <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and jump into these uh uh, two movies. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with uh, Urban Legend. All right. 1998 and directed by uh, Jamie Blank. Uh, Jamie Blinks. Um, and uh, yeah, these um, these are two that came out um, post Scream. Um, mm-hmm. So that you can kind of feel that um, kind of inside of its DNA that they uh, they're kind of uh, riffing on that um, that postmodern horror movie, whereas Scream was meta textual about um, horror movies. Urban Legend was being meta about urban legends, right? Um, and for me, I've always been a huge fan of urban legends. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up reading books about urban legends and um, loved. Um, anything that I could get my hands on uh, with that kind of stuff. And uh, I actually wanted to go into um, like uh, that kind of made me want to get into uh, getting a degree in folklore in mythology and stuff like that, because I've I've grown up with mythology, folklore, urban legends, just the stories that we tell each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was what was fun about this movie was getting to see some of these come to life uh, for me. So it's really interesting. Um, may may I ask, yeah. who is your favorite cryptid? Oh, um, hmm. Uh, I would think possibly the Jersey Devil. That oh, one's always fascinated nice. me. Good choice. Good um, choice. Yeah. I like yeah, Mothman just, myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Mothman lovers, uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I kind of like to stay away from the Bigfoot and stuff like that because He's a little played out. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so when, uh, when did you first see uh, uh, Urban Legend? Oh, man. So I think I was a freshman in high school, I think. Okay. Uh, freshman or sophomore in high school. I was invited to go to a party at a friend's house where we were, uh, we were all hanging out. These I was so I was in the marching band in high school, and these were um, all my some of my marching band friends. And the we we got pizza, and we were going to watch Urban Legend. Now, okay. even though my first horror movie was Psycho at age ten, I was decidedly not a horror fan at that <laughs> point in my life. I. I didn't like anything that was going to scare me. I liked sci-fi. I liked fantasy, but I wasn't going to watch something that was only about being scary. No, thank you. Right. That was not for me. <laughs> so uh, wanting to be cool because most of the people at the party were a couple years older than me. And I definitely want to, didn't want to wimp out in front of my friends. I uh, kind of uh, very, uh, fearfully watched urban legend while you know trying to preoccupy myself with pizza or whatever (laughs) so (laughs) anyway uh so that was my first exposure to that film and it scared the hell out of me (laughs) (laughs) 
That's, uh, now, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, so now, a, a, approximately 20 years later, uh, I'm hanging out with uh, one of these friends who's still uh, one of my best friends to this day. Uh, she was in town for her 20th high school reunion. And I am now a horror movie fan. And she's always been a horror movie fan. Uh, and so I said, hey, do you remember that one time at that party where we watched Urban Legend? And I didn't want to say anything, but it scared the crap out of me. And she's like, yeah, I remember that one. I was like, I think I could probably watch it now. And I would probably laugh the entire time. And she's like, I bet you would. And so this house that we were staying at, just it, it, ha- you know, it happened to be streaming at that point. So we, it, it was like the weirdest thing but we we got up early that morning went to a local donut shop got some donuts i brought like my fancy coffee maker we made fancy coffee and we sat down with our donuts and fancy coffee and watched urban legend at like 7 a.m on a saturday morning (laughs) and we had a blast i laughed the entire time i'm like how in the world did i think this was scary uh (laughs) at age 14 but here we are 20 years later and having a blast watching this movie so yeah so uh that that was uh that's kind of the uh the the full circle story of of me and urban legend (laughs) yeah no it's a you know it's it's a fun it's a fun movie yeah i i don't think you can like i don't think it's inherently scary at all i think that Mm -hmm. you know as maybe at a certain young age and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen a lot of that kind of stuff, it's, it's got a certain you know spookiness to it, uh, right. especially with the urban legends. Um, um, but uh, and we'll get into this in a little bit, um, but urban legends as they were have now become not as they were. And so, you know, it's kind of the, this movie kind of loses a lot of bite because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, I could definitely see now watching it, you know, and having watched it, you know, I watched it last night before we're recording and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's still fun for me because I love all those urban legends, but it's just not the same as it used to be. So, yeah, I I mean, I grew up with slashers, so. (laughs) Well, and I would say now, like now's the time where you can Google anything. And so, yeah, Yeah, these urban legends, uh, definitely uh lose a little bit of bite i hadn't quite thought about it in those terms but you're right it definitely yeah. uh takes some of the edge off of it yeah yeah exactly yeah you know and the, this this goes into you know what they, they even talk about in the movie too is that they um you know they're in a they're in a class uh um that is talking about urban legends and he goes into it about how these stories are passed you know you know, um person to person they're they're kind of like urban legends are kind of like what we consider viral memes now. Um, they're things that we passed along to each other stories about weird stuff that happened to somebody that knew somebody else. And n- now we don't have that because now we just pass along memes or we pass along, we can pass along those stories, but they're so easily debunked uh, now um, there's a website that uh, um, called Snopes uh, that uh, in the early days when when probably right around the time that this movie was coming out, um, they used to put up a lot of those uh, uh, urban legends. It was kind of an urban legends resource and stuff. And it would tell you whether or not these things were true or not, um, you know, because things would get passed around on the Internet fairly easily. 
Um, but nowadays things get passed around so rapidly that they need to be debunked quickly because there's so much misinformation out there. Right. And so things get just, you know, debunked so fast that it doesn't take, there's no real time to have these stories catch onto people. Um, and if they do, you know, because they're so easily debunked, even if somebody does hear about it and try to pass it on, you know, within a couple of people, it's just like, no, that's not real. Shut up. You know? Right. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's a fascinating, it's, it's, it's kind of fascinating because it's like, we've lost this interesting method of what I consider like, you know, what they consider folklore, you know, a, a, a component of our folklore. Um, but you know, it's just it's kind of morphed into what we consider viralness in in on the internet, things going viral. So you said you liked it, um, yeah. but you like to goof on it now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what did you um? What did you think of the, you know? Um, what did you think of the cast and and everything? Uh, yeah, I I remember at the time not really recognizing anyone in the cast except for like Joshua Jackson because Dawson's yeah. Creek and right. uh, Jared Leto because that was when he was still like mostly in everybody's mind as uh, Jordan Catalano from Degrassi um, and now he's gross. So uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise I I don't remember if I knew who Tara Reid was at that point. I think this, because Tara Reid is in my number two favorite movie of all time, and that is Josie and the Pussycats, uh, (laughs) which is an amazing movie. Don't add me. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Awesome soundtrack. Oh, dude. So, oh, man. I I could do an entire podcast series on how influential that movie and that soundtrack was on me yeah. when I was, when I was in high school, I listened uh, to that soundtrack on repeat for like a long time. Oh dude, I, came out. bro, yeah. I've got it on vinyl. Like I still listen to it. <laughs> I used to be able to play it from front to back on guitar. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, uh, I don't remember, <laughs> I don't think I had seen, I don't think Josie and the Pussycats was out at that point. So I hadn't seen Tara Reed in that. So she would have probably been like, the next closest person I would have recognized, but right. it was mostly just the Joshua Jackson with bleach blonde hair. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And this was before Smallville too. So I wouldn't have recognized Michael Rosenbaum and I definitely wouldn't yeah. have recognized him with hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so no, I, I, I didn't really have a lot of familiarity with uh, the cast. Now watching it now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that person was in that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I'm, I'm having like this complete, uh, like meltdown. I was like, I didn't realize Robert, like Freddy Krueger, was the professor. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> all of this, but we got anyway. two slasher icons in this movie. Two yeah. slasher icons. We got Robert England who played Freddy, uh, mm-hmm. and then we also have uh, Brad Dourif who played uh, who plays Chucky. That's right. Um, That's right. And I would have um, known him as a worm tongue. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um you know and then we have you know you already mentioned joshua jackson who of course was on dawson's creek at the time which gets a funny little shout out to whenever he starts his car and the theme song is playing that's right shuts it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then uh um uh 
let's see, uh, Rebecca Gayhart. Uh, she was in there. She was uh, pretty famous at the time for her Noxzema commercials, uh, which uh, gets a little shout out to at the very end. Uh, they were like, oh, yeah, this this girl would have been the girl from the Noxzema commercials. That's really funny. Um, But yeah, so it's got a great cast. Um, Jared Leto, you know, we all lit. Um, but at the time he was he was his star was rising for sure. This was weirdly, I, I realized um, last night that this was only a year out from um, the year. This was uh, put out the year before fight club was uh, that he was also in, um, which was like mm. a completely different you know, movie for him. So I was like, how do you go from that to that? I was like, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's a, it, it's a fun movie. Um, the, the cast is really fun. Um, I it's it's not as it's definitely not as good as Scream, but it's not trying to be either. Right. Um, you know, it's it's um it definitely kind of like I think they fast tracked a lot of stuff like after Scream hit really big. Um, and this is, I think, one of the better ones that came out after in that wake of that um, that. uh there's so many that came out afterward that were just like crap garbage. Um, and then this one was just, this one was actually really good. And I think because they, they didn't try to mimic it too much, you know, they put the kids in college and they based it on these urban legends and stuff like that, that it, it, it had a good um, hook to it that the others um, didn't necessarily have while also being kind of um, reverential to, uh, 80 slashers in general as well you know giving a mysterious you know killer a, an interesting quote-unquote interesting costume to wear um mm-hmm. and uh you know hey they made it into another uh a, a sequel as well so <laughs> right <laughs> but uh <clears throat> well two yeah. sequels really and uh i just yeah. saw they're gonna do a reboot yeah, I heard mm. about that too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Which, or, again, I don't know how they're going to do this with the you know in this day and age with uh, urban legends being kind of you know well the the little now so <clears throat> excuse me the little blurb on IMDb says a diverse cast of college students uh, as they navigate a series of bizarre deaths that resemble urban legends linked to the darkest corners of social media. Yeah. So oh. I would think um so I what I kind of equate mm. urban legends now to are what uh, uh people call creepy pastas um yeah. these stories that people make up online and that people kind of add to um stuff like slenderman and, right. and stuff um so I can kind of see that that's where I think urban legends kind of morphed into as well um these these creepy pastas where they're more created um by people uh rather than um these weird stories that somehow just came about. Like I'm sure somebody told the original story and people morphed it along the way, but these creepy pastas always seem to be more deliberate than um, what an urban legend was. Right. So, so that's what I imagine that they're probably going to go along with that um, Avenue of that. Uh, but you can't really call a movie creepy pasta because it just sounds weird. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say it probably wouldn't garner the same attention. Uh, since, right. You know, it doesn't share a title with urban legend. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, can you tell me some of the stuff that you liked about the movie uh, in general? Uh, I I appreciated uh, the the it's you know it being a little bit tongue in cheek 
uh, about yeah. about the film uh, or about about just the horror genre in general. I, I really enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, I think uh, the biggest highlight for me was watching Tara Reid try to run away from the killer <laughs> in platform shoes down some stairs. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, this is the most like late 90s, early 2000s thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Uh, but <clears throat> I really enjoyed that. I really loved the bait and switch with, uh, you know, trying to figure out who who the killer is. Uh, yeah, and I thought yeah. Rebecca Gayhart looked freaking scary still. Oh, yeah. Like, like oh, she yeah. got her crazy eyes on uh, <laughs> come to the end of the movie. I'm like, dang, girl is scary AF. So uh, props to her on that. Uh <laughs> I, I will say there's one scene I still can't watch now, 20 plus years later, and it's when they put uh, Parker's dog in the microwave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that that yeah. that scene is still very effective. I'm like, nope, nope. That's like the one scene that stuck with me as a kid. And I'm like, I can't look at that again. No. Yeah. Um, no, that's not a good one for sure. Yeah. No. Uh, definitely no. scary. But uh, yeah, overall, no. enjoyed it a lot. Great. Yeah. Great film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think Rebecca Gayhart does a really good job at being uh, uh, the, the the villain of the piece. Um, she goes full, full nut job in it, um, which which was nice, too. And she she plays this unhinged nature to it um, really well without going t- too far over the top, right. um, you know, which is hard to do because you can go really too far um, very easily. Um, and I think she she pulled it off uh, pretty well. But I did like how, you know, like they they left a lot of red herrings about who it was going to be. You know, first you think it's the 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 professor himself. And you know, then she tries to make it seem like it's uh, Jared Leto. And, you know, it's it's, it's some nice some nice uh, switching around of who who's the culprit. Right, right. Uh, I did like that, uh, you know, the security guard uh, gets gets to save the day uh, in, in a way. Uh, she gets to help save the day. Right. Yeah. That yeah. That was, was cool. Fun aspect. Yeah. yeah. She was awesome. Yeah. He, and, and she lived too. So, you know, it's like, right. you know, there's uh, so many times where a security guard or a police officer or whatever tries to help save the day and they end up dying as well. So it was nice right. to see somebody like that, that actually uh, save the day and, and survive. Right. Yeah. I, I did enjoy that as well. And uh, she ends up going on to the sequel. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it looks like she's on deck to be in the reboot as well. Oh, Her and uh, Rebecca Gayhart. So, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Which was interesting too, because this is uh, one of the few uh, uh, horror movies that uh, the villain uh, lives as well. Um, right. And, and gets to survive to uh, kill again. Mm-hmm. Much unlike uh, uh, their scream brethren, who uh, uh, <laughs> they <have to laughs> change people every time because they keep dying. Legit, legit. I I really like. Um, I, I I'm I'm looking at the IMDb and I'm like, oh yeah, I really like these these little horror nods in the naming of some of the characters, particularly uh, Rebecca Gayhart's character being named Brenda Bates. Um, yes like, yeah. yeah love love the little nod to psycho that that was really <laughs> fun for sure yeah yeah um yeah there's um 
Yeah, I think overall they didn't they didn't try to reference too many movies. Um, you know, they didn't want to copy Scream, uh, right. so they were trying to you know stick just to the urban legend uh, formula, uh, which just worked worked really well. Um, you know, pretty much every death um, was actually based on a known urban legend uh, right. at the time. So, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I will say I uh, definitely started checking back seats after this movie. <laughs> yeah. And won't lie, still do it occasionally today. So <laughs> it's not a, it's not a bad practice, regardless of, you know, you whether know, it actually you know. has happened or not. You know, yeah. it's still, still a good idea. So. You know, it, it, there, there, there are worse things I could have picked up from this movie. So <laughs> exactly. yeah, being safer, you know, is always yeah. a good thing. Not a, not so. a bad thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, the way her roommate gets uh, killed. <laughs> oh gosh. I, um, yes. Yeah. Well, so the, the funny thing about this, there's, there's multiple things that I found funny. Um, that's actually Danielle Harris, uh, who is a horror icon herself, uh, as a yes. kid, she was in, uh, Halloween four and five, um, mm-hmm. as, a uh, as Jamie, um, Jamie's yep. daughter. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, she later on was in the uh, later two um, Rob Zombie Halloween movies as uh, oh, okay, yeah, as the friend of Laurie Strode, uh, and actually her father, uh, who was the sheriff in those two movies, was played by Brad Dourif. Interesting. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I I, I haven't actually connections. watched the uh, Rob Zombie uh, Halloween yet. That's the only gap in my Halloween viewing. Yeah. So they're all okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she's, she's been around, uh, horror, horror stuff for a while. She's, she's definitely certified scream queen. For sure. So she, uh, she makes a, uh, I, I was reading the IMDB of course. And, uh, you know, there was a point where they said they, um, that the roommate was going to be bitchier than she was, uh, I guess in, in an earlier draft. And I was like, how could she be any more? than she already was she was very rude <laughs> yeah she um, was like, not nice <laughs> no like you know it was just like rude upon rude um and so it was just it was just funny because you know being that it was in the 90s the whole like having to uh get off the internet so you could use the phone or not use the phone <laughs> so you could use the internet thing just cracks me up because we don't have got to worry about that anymore no nope. <laughs> so one of those interesting little uh uh things looking back on that uh, especially for younger generations who'd be like why why couldn't you use the phone <laughs> right so. things you have to pause the movie and explain <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah that's a that was a that was a horrible not just a horrible death because it was just horrible but right uh it was just a it like to be to know you were inside that room sleeping while that person was being murdered would just be like like the most insane thing to me uh, yeah like not only like survivor's guilt but also like knowing the circumstances of that death where you know your roommate just you know is is just, she's just going to have sex while you are in the room she don't care uh and so your only recourse is to put on headphones and cover your head under the covers yeah. so you don't have to participate uh but you know understanding like why you assumed that was what was happening uh yeah <laughs> like and yet somehow you also survived the killer didn't kill you while you were there 
yeah that that oh that's gross <laughs> yeah. yeah on like a just... bunch of different levels <laughs> yeah yeah that's just a whole nother level of weird and especially because you know at that point you're probably going to be like you know suspect number one you know exactly it's like hmm you didn't die come on <laughs> so yeah that's just that that's a that's an odd thing right. um so uh was there anything about the movie uh you didn't like uh i remember when i watched it i didn't like being afraid to go to sleep afterwards uh <laughs> as a you know young high school kid uh but as an adult watching it i i can't think of anything that i i, I just really didn't care for it i had a lot of fun revisiting it i thought uh I, I appreciate I appreciate uh, some good meta humor, and I, I feel like this film really pulled that off s- successfully, while also being right. a fun horror movie in its own right. Uh, no, I, I think this is one I, I it's going to be worth uh, revisiting later. I, I haven't yeah. watched any of the sequels. I know they are, uh, I, as I understand it, at least they are not particularly good. But the second one's not bad. It's actually okay. not that that terrible. Um, and but the third one I've never seen, but the third one goes in a, a weird supernatural vein from what mm-hmm. I've read. So mm-hmm. it's it it takes a different leap on that. So I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna you know really dive into that one anytime soon. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I I think with this film, it's it's definitely one I'm I'm gonna enjoy more on a rewatch, especially more as I uh, fill in these gaps that I have in the horror genre. Uh, right. I I I think uh, this is this is one worth worth revisiting. It's worth your time, uh, not just for the you know, great cast. And I think any like if anything like that I wouldn't find like believable. The thing that I find least believable in this movie is again Tara Reed running down the stairs in platform shoes and still somehow <laughs> managing to get away. Uh, I <laughs> but even then for me that that was just so funny. Yeah, I I. Yeah. I I, it's hard for me to say it's a thing that I didn't really care for or whatever. I just thought it was really funny and very much yeah. of the uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I don't find anything inherently wrong with any part of this movie. It's enjoyable. Uh, great villain. Um, you know, maybe not the most, you know, greatest of motivations, but not any worse than any other slasher really um you know having her boyfriend die uh, because of an urban legend uh <laughs> it's just like okay well sure um but it's it was enjoyable like i whenever i saw it uh originally and up until now it's just it's been an enjoyable thing and like i said because of my long history of loving uh urban legends uh themselves that you know i'm always gonna enjoy this movie for what it is and being able to see those on screen. So for sure. All right. Uh, well, that being said, uh, let's jump into, uh, the next movie directed by Jamie blanks, which was Valentine. Uh, and, uh, that when, when did you first see this movie? Yesterday morning. (laughs) (laughs) I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. So this one was not on my radar at all. I never heard of it until you, uh, you mentioned it and I'm like, huh, uh, that uh, early 2000s i have a big horror gap in like the if, if it's not scream i i, I yeah you know, a pretty big gap in the early 2000s with the exception of like the ring 
which also scared the hell out of me as a high school yeah, kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with this one, uh, no, I didn't watch it until yesterday morning. And uh, but I, uh, before that, looking at the cast, I was like, dang, this is like a who's who of the WB in the early yeah, 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a I was a big Roswell fan back in the day. I was like, oh, Catherine yeah. Heigl is in this. OK, OK. <laughs> and then, then of course, uh, you have David Boreanaz, uh, who was still in his angel heyday at that point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, got a great cast: Denise Richards, uh, Jessica Capshaw, who would go on to be on uh, Grey's Anatomy, a major character on Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Marley Shelton, who would go on to be in two Scream movies herself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it's 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 got a fun cast. It's it's. <laughs> This one is more of a straight up uh, ode to 80s slashers. Um, it's not really. There's no there's no um, callbacks to other horror movies or anything like that. There's no uh, self-referentialness to it, um, which is fine. Um, it, it's I think it's an overall good movie. Um, it's not terrible. It's it's kind of middle of the road for me. Um, it's 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 fun, but not overly it doesn't change anything in the genre um and it doesn't like even the performances are kind of just like okay sure whatever um but there's nothing that really super stands out for me uh but it but but that's not a bad thing i like that it's a like this throwback to uh 80s slashers so yeah i i I did see just now that it is based on a, a book by an author named tom savage yes um very lightly based from what I understand is they uh, took okay. the title and was just like, yeah, let's kind of change everything else about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. Fair to enough. To be fair, fair I enough. haven't read the book. I don't know how closely it does do that. And that's just according to what I saw online. So don't quote me, uh, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? uh, but go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I, I was just curious because, you know, I, I only am just finding out that he uh, uh, was uh, it was based on uh, an off uh, on, on a book. So I was curious, like, does that follow the. Um, uh, the. Sorry, the uh, does that follow the plot of the book? Well, but oh, yeah. apparently not. So. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, looks like there's a couple different authors named Tom Savage. One being the guy who wrote The Power of the Dog, which uh believe mm. uh got best director last year for Jane Campion. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh anyway, also a great movie. But anyway, uh yeah, so Valentine. I I I I think that's that's interesting that you you are branding it as an homage to 80s slashers. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have quite have thought about it in those terms. I was just uh thinking about it as a corny horror movie from the early 2000s, but <laughs> yeah. uh I I like that idea of it being an homage to 80s slashers and I think that it works better that way if you think of it in that yeah. manner. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You you have the you know the cherub mask something about that that uh, that iconic mask, yeah. I did think it was interesting that the mask wasn't something that he wore 
in in the original and and but that was something that he chose like he chose uh he chose that aspect of the uh, traumatic event uh to uh adapt into his killer persona uh right. that's interesting uh, yeah it's um uh the whole premise of it is that uh this boy gets rejected uh mm-hmm. multiple times on Valentine's Day in in middle school um and uh then uh gets bullied uh by uh some boys uh after he's found to be making out with uh this one girl who claims that he was attacking her uh and so you know then we move forward what I wouldn't think 20 years later, but maybe 20 years later. Um, and you know, the, uh, these girls are starting to be picked off one by one. Um, and they suspect that it's him, uh, because, you know, they find out that he had after that incident, he'd been in, um, been hospitalized and, trauma from that from those mm-hmm. incidences and whatever else uh that happened along the way um as somebody brought up i saw something that was brought up that was like well then why didn't he go after the the boys who bullied him um right and apparently that was something that um is uh possibly in the deleted scenes i didn't see i didn't watch any of the deleted scenes but the, apparently it's something that's m- mentioned somewhere that didn't make it to the final cut um that that was all those people died uh, were killed before these girls before the events of the movie so Mm -hmm. he did start his killing spree earlier (laughs) so but that's a night that's a it's an interesting piece that i think should have been brought into it um Mm -hmm. that would have uh, uh at least had a little bit more depth to it yeah i i think that that definitely would have helped. I think the thing I had the hardest time with is believing that the kid they got to play young Jeremy <laughs> would grow up to be David Boreanaz. Uh, I mean, maybe, but no, no. And wouldn't, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, everybody grows up and whatever, but, you know, matures and, you know, but still, like I, 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 I don't think that Jeremy would have had the social skills to become, yeah. like, convincing enough to, uh, to, to become Adam Carr. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, the, the the movie does have a few, you know, story bits that would have been helpful to be fleshed out um, in that way um, because you know we we are we find out that at the end that it is um, this Adam Carr person who's played by David Boreanaz, who is the killer um, who was that boy. Uh, but it's like, um, but he's been part of at least, you know, sort of on in their lives and including the one girl that um, he's been dating for, you know, presumably years from what it sounded like. Um, and, uh, she was the she was the interestingly enough she's the one who didn't outright reject him at the dance either she's the one who said you know maybe later you know we could dance right so, right uh so you know that's why she ends up getting to survive at the end 
and so uh but it's just yeah you know uh, you know I, I mentioned this before about you know shaky motivations and stuff <laughs> for for uh slashers and they're always shaky i mean they're always kind of you know shitty motivations but uh yeah this one's just like okay you were picked on as a kid like you know obviously there needs to be more backstory about what happened in those intervening years that would make it so that you know being picked on and being rejected by these girls would turn you into this like killer it's just this weird like i don't know accepted misogyny that <laughs> we're we're okay with because it makes an interesting like slasher movie or something right. um it just goes into a much deeper discussion about that that um as a whole like uh, that it opens up more of <laughs> right so. right yeah i th- i think i i appreciate this one if i think about it through the lens as an homage to 80 slashers yeah, yeah uh the dialogue in this movie i found particularly grating uh i <sighs> women in horror movies are usually smart usually <laughs> Or at least in the ones I've seen, apparently I yeah. might be watching. <laughs> Maybe I'm just watching the the cream of the crop here. But uh, I thought all of this dialogue was terrible, and these women were catty and bitchy, yeah. and I just I I I really hated it. I was like, you guys are idiots. I don't I don't feel sorry that he's killing any of you. I mean, right. you know, like obviously I don't want them to die, but at the same time, like. You guys aren't really like doing anything to endear me to yourselves either. Right. Like the the one scene where um I forget which t- Dorothy and um uh, uh who's the gal that survives? Kate? Uh yes, Kate. Yeah, yeah. Kate. Yeah, where they're they're arguing about like, well, how well do you know Campbell? Well, how well do you know Adam? I don't I don't know if I can trust your judgment on this. I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all need to grow up. Like, <laughs> stop it. Y'all grown ass women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 a good movie, but definitely has the the characterizations in it are are very thin. They're very lacking. Um yeah. you know, it's 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 mostly to go from you know point to point. And and while there are some interesting kills in this one, mm-hmm. um, you know, like especially with like the bow and arrow, right? And uh, you know, and uh, you know, the uh, the hot tub scene and everything, they're just overall. It, this is kind of a m- mediocre movie. Um, right. It's not it, again. It's not terrible. Um, and you can like it for the um, generally kind of you know goofy aspect of it. Um, but, um, and I know that it's gotten a lot more appreciation over the years as well. Um, it, it did not do well, uh, early on and has not, um, been generally, um, favorably recognized. Um, you know, and to be fair, I mean, I can see why, um, but you know, it's, it's, it, again, it's not terrible. Um, you know, the performances while they're all bitchy and catty towards each other, the performances are good. Um, you know, they, every every character is at least somewhat well defined in their character roles, even if they are like caricatures, I think, more than anything else, because mm-hmm. you got the you know, you got the sexual one, you got the, you know, the, uh, you know, the kind of goody goody one you got, you know, just 
these differing aspects of these girls. And so they all just kind of play their roles, but they play them well. So they're all good actresses. So, you know, it's, it's nobody, nobody being terrible, uh, doing a terrible job in the roles. Uh, I just think the material isn't the best. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I I think that's fair. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a good movie. It's not bad. (laughs) It's, it's definitely not the worst horror movie I've ever seen for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've seen some really terrible stuff Um, (laughs) You know, during my, during my deep dive of everything that I've been going over the last few years and stuff. I've watched, I've watched some movies that people are like, Oh my God, this is great. Or, or it's like something very obscure um, that somebody has told me, Oh, that's it's, it's it's so bad. It's good. And I watch it. I'm like, no, that's just terrible. It's just bad. It's not funny. It's not good. Like there's some movies that people are like, well, you, you need to watch it with a group of people. And I'm like, I only watch these movies by myself. So right. I'm not watching them with a group of <laughs> group of people to like, you know, riff on it while I watch it. So, right. uh, I, so I, whenever I'm oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. I no, was no, gonna no. say go ahead. I, I I will say that I did like the soundtrack uh, yeah. quite a bit. It was very much like a time capsule of early two thousands like alt rock. Uh yeah. so I, I did enjoy that. I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, just because I, I I don't feel like you hear a lot of music kind of like that anymore, and so uh, listening to it, uh, you know, in the background, I was like, oh man, I suddenly feel twenty years younger <laughs> listening to <laughs> all of this. Uh, so I, I thought that was that was kind of fun just to have that as a uh, kind of a time capsule uh, thing, especially like when you look at who's on it. You have Marilyn Manson and Orgy and Rob Zombie and the Deftones and uh, disturbed, uh, Lincoln park, it, you know, just all of these guys, uh, very much of their time. So I, I did enjoy that. Uh, it looks like Marilyn Manson had the title song for that Valentine's day. Oh, yeah. Uh, so all of that was interesting to me as, as a, uh, kind of a, 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 a marker, uh, in the timeline for the film. Right. So. Yeah, no, both of these, I, I agree. Both of these had really good, um, you know, time specific, mm-hmm. you know, time period specific soundtracks. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I agree, like there's a lot of these movies that really don't um, don't really do that anymore. Right. Um, and I don't know why it's kind of gotten out of that um, that mode. Uh, but, you know, it'd be fun to get back to. I know the new Scream movie um, uh, is going to have a, a new song. Uh, for it oh, very nice uh, by uh demi lovato so oh very cool okay so, interesting yeah and then uh what was it halloween kills had a song uh for that which was hunter's moon by ghost and so uh-huh. you know we're we're starting to kind of get the return of you know movie sp- movie soundtrack songs um so it's it's kind of nice to see it popping back up again uh, yeah see if they see if they do soundtracks again <laughs> like music inspired by you yeah. know I love so, me a soundtrack. I, I collect yeah. vinyl and uh, between Mr. Nerdy Blogger and I, all of our uh, half of half of our albums are soundtracks and all but like two of them are mine. So <laughs> <laughs> soundtracks and mu- movie scores. I love all of that. Oh, so yeah. same, really, same. really enjoy that kind of stuff. Uh, so definitely OK with bringing it back. That'd be OK. By oh, me. yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
All right. Um, is there anything else uh, that we didn't touch on uh, that you'd like to mention about either one of these two movies? No, I, I think this is this is definitely a, a a fun like popcorn horror movie. Not yeah, over not overly scary. Uh, I did appreciate how, um, in particular, uh, when uh, is it Lily that says, uh, or not Lily, uh, Paige? She said when she yeah. tells him, uh, "I I would rather be boiled alive or boiled yeah, in yeah. oil or whatever," and. Well, she she's the one that dies in the hot tub. So, um, yeah. I thought that was as soon as she said that, I was like, "Oh, that's how she's gonna die." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just little nods like that. I thought that was that was interesting. Uh, and David Boreanaz is is always fun to watch, uh, especially this time frame. I, I I know like he's kind of forever solidified in my head as Angel from right. Buffy and and Angel. So, uh. I, I think uh, I think it's definitely worth uh, worth checking out if you're if you're into it. Uh, but you know, yeah, be advi- be advised if if uh, women being catty is a point of frustration for you, this might not be the movie for you. Uh, yeah, but yeah. definitely a who's who uh, for sure of uh, WB, what is now called the CW actors <laughs> at the time. And oh, yeah. uh, uh, I did like that uh, the one kind of skeevy guy max his last name is Ramy. i can yeah. only assume that is a nod to sam uh, yes but, yeah yeah that's pretty fun but yeah, yeah, overall, yeah there were a couple of them there that had uh last names of 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 horror centric uh things like bates and uh, right. Ramy and stuff, so yeah right. i think yeah. they were not with both of these movies they were kind of nodding to both of them i did think it was funny you know i talked about the joshua jackson kind of in joke uh playing the theme song from Dawson's Creek there was a moment uh in in Valentine where uh Kate is talking about um David Boreanaz's character and she goes well he's no angel and oh so yes yes nice I remember that like, yeah <laughs> like, yes. ah. yeah yeah that <laughs> I I'd joke. forgotten that but yes that did make me laugh in the moment <laughs> I was like I see what you did there yeah yeah very fun. Yeah, no, there's, it, you know, he tried to, you know, the director said that he tried to make it less, um, less jokey with this one. And I think this one might have helped more if it did have more of that kind of wink and nod a, a little bit. Um, I get why he didn't do it, but at the same time, it, it might possibly have helped. Um, yeah. But it, it's yeah. not a terrible movie, but yeah. it, it's, it's definitely one. And it, it's, it's, it's worth kind of putting in your your Valentine uh, rotation along with my bloody Valentine. So. For sure, for sure, uh, yeah, I yeah, I I totally missed this one. Definitely heard of my bloody Valentine, but yeah. had missed this one. I also I gotta I gotta know how much money did Minute Maid pay to be in this movie? Because I swear every time they're <laughs> in that girl's apartment, they drink an orange juice, and like at one point she's got a straw in the whole court of orange juice. I was like, come on, come on, Minute Maid. That's funny. Yeah, of all uh, like for all the things for product placement, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but that's funny. I, so. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, Josie and the Pussycats is my uh, number two favorite movie of all time. So I, 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 I learned a little bit about product placement in that one, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of a thing that that's caught my eye ever since. So that, and then I also <laughs> noticed a, uh, a a bottle of Clearasil on the uh, on the table. Uh, that was definitely <laughs> or not on the table. I'm sorry, on the sink. That that definitely made me laugh too. So that's funny. Oh, oh man, good times. All right. Um. So 
why don't you let people know where they can uh, find you uh, online? All right. Very cool. Yeah. So you can uh, uh, follow me on Twitter and at least until it implodes at the yes. nerdy blogger. Uh, you can like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the nerdy blogger. You can read my blog, nerdyblogging.wordpress.com. You can also read my words on fangirlish.com where I write about film and television. I've definitely written a good bit about some horror in the past, uh, but right now I am the Trek Spartan resident. So I'm writing a lot about uh, new and current, all the current Star Trek series. You can hear my words being read on the Sci-Fi 5 podcast, which is five minutes of science fiction history, five days a week. And uh, over there, I uh, contribute a few scripts a month, uh, often about uh, film, television. I try to sneak in some horror when I can. Uh, Definitely a lot of comic book stuff, too, where I can as well. So I think that that all of those things qualify as both creepy and geeky. (laughs) Right, Chi? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. and then you can hear me uh, not only occasionally popping up on stuff like Creepy and Geeky or whatever, but you can also hear me on my Marvel podcast that I do with previous guest on uh, Creepy and Geeky, Hugh McStay, <laughs> uh, called Podcast 616. And that is podcast-616. You can also hear me on uh, We Are Starfleet, which covers new and current Star Trek. And both of those podcasts can be found on the We Made This Podcast Network. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you coming on and uh, uh, talking these two uh, Jamie Blinks movies with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't quite made the connection that they were by the same director. So that was yeah. fun to to get like a uh, kind of a taster for, for his work. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Robert. This was, this was a blast. I, I enjoy uh, getting to uh, cross these things uh off my list, getting to fill in these (laughs) gaps I have. So uh, thanks for inviting me on, man. Thanks again to Ashley for joining me. Next week is my 50th episode, and I have not one, but two guests on for a discussion of movies with shock endings, specifically April Fool's Day and Sleepaway Camp. Dawn of the Dead and my daughter Katrina both return for this 50th episode special. Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, Please consider giving me five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, please share the podcast on social media to help spread the word. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. You can follow the podcast on social media at creepyandgeeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm GeekThulu on Twitter and Geek.Thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more from the official Tea Public page, and I also have a Kofi page if you'd like to donate that way. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget, stay creepy. <laughs>